0: Are you ready? It's time for the Hammered Sports Podcast.
1: You heard it. It is time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gray, here with my co host, Tom Abbey.
0: Hello, everyone.
1: After a brief hiatus, we return. And we're ready to get right back into it. Right, Tom?
0: Absolutely.
1: Let's make picks, give winners, and have a tremendous week, what, four? and Week five in the NFL? Week,
0: week, yeah, yeah, week, week five, five
1: in the NFL, week six, six in college. In college. Yeah. Um, got all kinds of sports going on, preseason hockey and basketball happening. Um, probably not going to dive into too much on that yet. But we're getting closer, where we'll be making some season-long predictions. Some season-long predictions for college have already hit, like Wisconsin's under, which is under on win totals, so I feel nice about that early in the season. Uh, It's been a very interesting few weeks in the NFL. Had some surprise releases this week in the NFL. Uh, Jalen Smith and Stephon Gilmore moving on from their current teams. Looks like Jalen Smith's going to land with the Packers and Stefan Gilmore's going to land with the Panthers.
0: Yes, yes. Jalen Smith was a really big surprise. I mean, Gilmore's been having trouble in New England to begin with, so that, you know, still a little bit of a surprise, but it's been going ongoing for a while, so.
1: Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that all shakes out if either of those guys are impactful still uh, at this point in their careers. So we are going to kick it off, Tom. Let's go over the agenda for tonight.
0: Yeah, we're going to do our college football picks, and then we're going to talk about the um, each division in the NFL, kind of talk about the who's leading now and what we see out of them, and then we're going to get into our NFL picks.
1: Yeah, can't wait. Fire us up, Tom.
0: All right, let's do some college picks. Uh, my first one is going to be a team that's kind of a big dog. Uh, I'm going to take them with the points. It's a Friday night game. Pac-12. Arizona State hosting Stanford. And Stanford's getting 13 points in this game. I think this will be closer. I I would imagine Arizona State still comes up on top. uh, But Stanford's played some people tough. Arizona State runs the ball well. Stanford likes to run it short passes. So I think you're going to see a lot of prolonged drives, which usually drives down the scoring. And it's tough to win by... 13 points or more in a game that's going to be uh kind of a slow well the clock will always be running and moving this is gonna be a fast game
1: yeah stanford's been improved for sure of late uh rough start against k-state early in the season but they've played some really good games over the last few weeks and um you know they struggled a bit uh last week but uh you know, I, I think that they can hang within that number. If I were to lean one way or the other, that's where I would go as well.
0: Yeah, after the first game, they changed quarterbacks, and it's been a lot more consistent on the offensive side since then.
1: Yeah. And uh, speaking of teams that uh, have had quarterback changes, I'm going to play a game that no one wants to watch. I am going to play UMass, plus 3.5 against UConn, two of the worst teams in college football. Uh, and this is a play against UConn with the loss of Fama Chan, who was their quarterback. He was a freshman quarterback, and they looked like they might have found something with him. Yeah. Uh, he suffered a lower body injury. Lou Spanos is their interim head coach there, and um, it really looks to me like they, they played pretty well against Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt's not good either. So now, you know, let, let's let take a look and see what ends up happening here, Going re- resorting back to probably or Zeriotis. Um, I think UMass can do enough to hang within the number or potentially win the football game. So um, UConn's not good enough to to be laying three and a half points. So uh, give me the minute men in my first selection this week.
0: All right. I'm actually staying in the Pac-12, not on purpose, but I like this line. USC at home, minus three hosting Utah. Utah's been bad this year. Um, USC's getting some players back. And uh, very good on offense. Um, Their defense will do enough against a bad, bad offensive Utah. uh, Minus three. Too little.
1: All right. I am going to take an ACC flyer here in another game that nobody really wants to watch. Uh, (laughs) Give me the Ramblin' Wreck from Georgia Tech. Minus four against Duke. This is a fade of Duke who I do not think is any good at all. Uh, they have a decent running game, uh, but I don't think that that's going to be enough to hang within the number or compete against Georgia Tech. I think Georgia Tech is starting to get a little bit better um, in their second year transitioning away from the option-style offense. So give me Georgia Tech here to cover the four against Duke.
0: And then I have a, another one here. We got West Virginia plus three at Baylor. Um West Virginia seems to play a lot of these these clear, easy, close games. Um, They've had a couple rough ones, but they've shown that they're able to beat teams like Virginia Tech. They're able to hang tough. The the opening loss against Maryland, um, they turned it over a bunch. Otherwise, they were going to win that game as well. So Baylor, I do not trust them. And so give me West Virginia. I'm going to take the points in this one.
1: Baylor still maybe uh, carrying a little bit of momentum uh, with the bookies from their win against Iowa State, uh, which – It wasn't a very impressive game to me. Um, I know they fell last week, but I think they might still be slightly overvalued here. I like West Virginia in that spot, too. I think that's a good play, Tom. And uh, my final college selection this week is going to be in the SEC. I am going to take the Volunteers of Tennessee, minus 10.5, against South Carolina. Tennessee plays at home against a South Carolina offense that is very anemic and... I can tell you that watching the Tennessee offense, they're starting to get some rhythm. They're starting to play the way that Hypo wants them to play. They're going to have that fast tempo, trying to score as many points as they can, and if they get a chance to bury a team like South Carolina, they will. Uh, So give me the Vols minus the 10.5 here, and uh, I think that that one is going to be comfortable.
0: All right. So next we're going to go to the NFL, go division by division, talk a little bit about the – Division races. Um, it's a quarter poll, Matt. You know, normally, 16 games. Uh, first four games, you're at the quarter. Um, so we'll still call it that because what's, what's one extra game, right? Right. Uh, do you want to start AFC or NFC, Kev?
1: Yeah, let's go with the NFC to kick things off here.
0: And we start in the NFC East. Uh, Cowboys lead in Division 3-1, and one, Washington at 2-2, two and two, and the Eagles and Giants bringing up the rear at 1-3 each. Um, this is division seems to be better than last season. I think the Cowboys are starting to show people. I mean, their one loss was on opening night at Tampa Bay, and they're very competitive. Yes. I think they're showing people that they're for real. Um, we'll see what uh, the next few weeks bring, but what, what else do you see in this division?
1: I think that uh, you've got a, a, an offense in Dallas that is explosive, and I don't think the teams in the NFC East can keep up with them. I think you've got a Giants team that's a little bit better than what their record shows right now, yeah. And a team that I think is one that you can play on at times here, as the season progresses, particularly if that wide receiver core gets a little bit healthier. Uh, it's kind of banged up right now.
0: Yeah, Saquon finally looks healthy the last couple of weeks. So
1: and Daniel Jones is uh, he's doing a fine job, if you ask me. Uh, I think Andrew Thomas at left tackle is getting better and better. So I I kind of like the Giants to climb a little bit in that division. I'm also interested to see what happens as far as Fitzpatrick's health. Yeah. Um, is he going to be able to return this season, or is that hip injury going to be so significant that he's not able to get back, and it's the Taylor Heineke show for the remainder of the year? If that's the case, then you know I don't see a whole lot of promise for Washington. The big thing for me that I realized here after, uh, I can't remember who I heard talking about it, but Washington's defensive success, has come all against teams that have bad offenses or, or weird situations. Anytime that they play a good offense, they're giving up 30-plus. Yeah. Th- this defense is not that good, and I think it's, it, it's more on the back end of the defense for sure that the issues lie, but Washington, to me, is problematic. I, I, don't, I don't see their defense as good enough to hang in this division. I think they're going to have a real hard time slowing down Dallas.
0: And then we're going to go to the NFC West. Get the Cardinals off to an impressive four and zero start, highest scoring offense in the NFL. Uh, the Rams right behind them at three and one, and then the Seahawks, Niners, both at two and two.
1: Yeah, um, you know you, you've got a uh, a very interesting group out there. And what held me back all year was, or, or leading up to the season, was I didn't believe in Cliff Kingsbury. I, I didn't think he's a good enough coach to uh, to get things done. But, honestly, he's doing a great job thus far. Uh, they're yeah. 4-0. and They're winning big games. This, the big difference that you see is Kyler Murray is now uh, taking the checkdowns. He's not looking for the deep play, not looking to extend stuff anymore. And what a difference that makes in the success of the offense. Uh, they, I, sh- I saw a play breakdown by uh, Bryant Baldinger uh, this week where Murray had Rondale Moore looking like he was going to break open on the deep post, and but pressure was coming from Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. So instead of Murray loading up and letting it go under a little bit of pressure that could be picked downfield, instead he just moved off his spot, found the open receiver for the first down. I think he threw it to Chase Edmonds for five or six yards on third down and moved the chains, and then they ultimately scored on the drive. Right. So I think that that maturity that he's starting to develop is going to make a huge difference for that offense as a whole.
0: Yeah, the Cardinals and Rams both look really good. Um, the Seahawks and Niners, I mean, this is kind of what you expect from these two teams. Um, you know, they they look good some weeks, not so much in others. The Seahawks can't run the ball at all. Uh, again, yeah. like, it, it, they go on these stretches where they all they do is run the ball all over people, and then they just can't do it. So it's, it's a very odd thing for them. And then the Niners, obviously, the quarterback problems they got going on now is jimmy g gonna play it's trey lance gonna be the guy how good is he gonna be
1: right one thing i will say for san francisco is uh they're 29th in the nfl in uh, turnover margin right now they're negative 1.2 uh per game and i think that that's that could be due for some from some positive regression i think some of that will turn a little bit yeah and uh that can make a big difference uh, in a team. The, the same thing can be said. I, I like to look at teams that are at the bottom and teams that are at the top, right? Are there, You know, if it's a great team that's near the top, obviously they may stay closer to that area, or if they have a quarterback that's not mistake-prone, they may stay closer to the top. Um, right now, New Orleans is, is plus 1.2 turnovers per game, and they're only 2-2. Two two. That's concerning for their their season-long performance. Right. Um, you know, same, in, Indianapolis is plus one uh, per game and they are one and three. These are things that can be very concerning as you as you look to have some of that regression um, back towards the mean because you know then when I say back towards the mean, you've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 teams in the league are all around the same area. Yeah. Right, like right around zero, right around even, right? It's the outliers. The Buffalo and Dallas are at the top at 1.8 um, per game. New Orleans, 1.2. Arizona, 1.2. Indianapolis, 1.0. Right, that's at the top end. At the bottom end, you've got San Francisco, minus 1.2. Tennessee, minus 1.2. The Jets, minus 1.5. Jacksonville, minus 2. When I see that, though, I see teams that are bad, at and the some, very bottom.
0: Some young QBs in there, right.
1: too. But when you see San Francisco, Tennessee, Kansas City, yeah. minus 0.8 right now, yeah, that that stuff is going to – that will adjust over the course of the season. So look for teams like Tennessee, San Francisco, and Kansas City perhaps to move up in those numbers and have more success. Maybe they're slightly – undervalued right now because of the the turnover situation so um just a little aside there yeah. something that i was looking at um <laughs> let's carry on with the nfc west here but
0: uh, we're no we're ready to go the nfc north nfc okay. north uh packers three and one bears two and two vikings one and three and then the lions zero oh and four
1: the only threat to the packers in this division would be a, 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 a catastrophic injury or uh, the Vikings catching fire somehow, but we, we were on the Vikings struggling this year because of their defensive effort. Correct. Uh, they played well defensively against Cleveland, though, and uh, ended up losing really the weird,
0: game. Really weird game.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I I feel like this is the Packers' division to, uh, to lose at this point.
0: Yeah, the, with everything, all the craziness that's going on in Chicago, Justin Fields, um, and everything that comes with that, it seems like the packers are by the time we look at this at the halfway point i would imagine they've built a few games lead here yeah and finally the nfc south buccaneers a 3 and 1 panthers a surprising 3 and 1 saints 2 and 2 and atlanta pulling up the rear at 1 and 3
1: can i say the buccaneers are a fortunate 3 and 1 yeah they are missed field goals away from being 1 and 3 the same, they could have lost the Dallas game. Oh boy! they oh, we got a, a Justin Turner home run to tie things up in that uh, wild card game. Nice. Um, the Buccaneers, they could have lost the Dallas game. Yep. They very well could have lost the uh, New England game. Yes. And they're three and one at this point. Could have been one and three. The Panthers have been pretty impressive. Struggled a bit against Dallas. Uh, that score's a little phony. Dallas really dominated that game.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what um, the Panthers do over the next few weeks. Does this continue? Is this just a hot streak where people didn't know what to expect with a new quarterback and new stuff going on, or is it is it just a good football team that people need to stop sleeping on? Yeah,
1: and I mean, look at the the points the point differential is uh pretty wild. I mean, you've got the Buccaneers who are plus 17. Um the Panthers are plus 31. Yes. The Saints are plus 30 25. Um so most of that coming in week 1. <laughs> it, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 35 in that week. Yeah, so exactly. they're minus 10 since week 1. So yep. um but I think that division is going to be a little tighter than people expected. Um Atlanta has just given up so many points.
0: Minus 50. Yeah. Can you? the
1: The surprising thing to me when I look at that is uh, to see how many points that Buccaneers defense has given up, and that's an ailing Buccaneers defense right now too. Uh, it looks like they're they're going to be without Sean Murphy, Bunting. They're going to be without Carlton Davis. They're going to be without Antoine Winfield. All this week, now I'm a Dolphins fan, but they're getting ten and a half points, <laughs> and the entire Buccaneers secondary is is hurt. Um, maybe a spot to play the underdog. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Let's get to the AFC East here. Um, Bills at 3-1, and one, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, all at 1-3.
1: The easiest division to determine who's going to win at this point in the season. Thank you. It, it, Thank it's, you. It's, it's very clear, um, very obvious that, that Buffalo is uh, far and away the best team in this division. Um, I think Mac Jones shows some promise for uh, the Patriots to yeah. be able to move the ball, and he reminds me of the... The operation of the Patriots offense reminds me of early Brady when they weren't confident in him quite yet to just really unleash it. So they went yep. with short passes 45 times a game.
0: Run the ball, short passes, play defense. Yeah,
1: and that the whole operation reminds me of that. It's not necessarily the, the traits of Mac Jones that remind me sure. of that, but it's just that whole operation. So um, you can see that they're going to do enough to hang in football games. Uh, they're going to play teams pretty tough, and I think they'll continue to do that throughout the season. The Jets, um, you know, it is what it is right now. You got Zach Wilson trying to find his way behind a bad offensive line without a lot of weapons. So,
0: AFC West, uh, crazy fun division right now. Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, all three and one. Chiefs, somehow two and two at the bottom.
1: Yeah, Um, a Chiefs team that's shown some vulnerability on the defensive side of the ball for sure. They've given up 134 points this season. Is there 100? Wait, 100, 125, 125 points this season. Yeah. Um, they're still plus nine because they've scored 134. So, um, you know, two and two, big game this week. Um, everybody gives you your be- their their best shot when they, when you're at the top. So yes. that's what's happening with Tampa. That's what's happening with Kansas City. Um, maybe some of that turnover regression starts flipping around for KC and they start winning some more games. Um, you know, that's
0: hopefully not this weekend.
1: Well, in your shoes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the Raiders will start to come back down a little bit. Um, I, I don't see that team lasting throughout the course of the season. At, at, I mean, at...
0: yeah, not the way they play games. No. <laughs> they fall behind every week. Yeah. And then try to come back. And they play all these crazy games. Two overtime wins already, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Unbelievable.
1: They beat a Pittsburgh team. that That's the only game that was comfortable for them, and that was because yeah. Pittsburgh's offense is atrocious right now. They're really bad. So, uh, you know.
0: Chargers look like they could be the real deal. I'd like to see them play some more uh, – some of the better teams in the NFL again. Yeah. Because they've, they've held their own in all these games so far. And obviously, 3-1, really excited to see how they, they roll. But, man, they're kind of scary.
1: Broncos are a little bit of a fake 3-1 as well. Yeah. Uh, I think they – you saw what a team can do when they go in and play against uh, Denver. But Denver's defense is real. They're they they're a solid defensive football team, and they'll hang around games. They'll win nine games probably this year, uh, just playing the style that they play. Uh, particularly if Bridgewater can, you know, get back healthy and yeah, and captain that that organization. So
0: NFC North, another division where we have three teams at three and one, Bengals, Ravens, Browns, and the Steelers at one and three. A punt block away from being zero and four, really.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know Cleveland uh, played a tight game against Kansas City week one. Then they've won three straight, yeah. handling their business um they're my favorite in this division I think the Bengals are going to regress a little bit here yeah um you know they they had to rally to to beat Jacksonville at home
0: that was another weird game
1: I I just don't see the Cincinnati Bengals as an 11 or 12 win team that's going to hang towards the top of this division I think once you get into some of the division play and they play the Ravens and Browns and even the Steelers with the defense that the Steelers have I think you're going to have some issues up front for the Bengals I, I still don't think those have been resolved and uh you know, a lot of people are high on Cincinnati right now. I, I do like Joe Burrow. I think that he's got a ton of promise in the future. Yeah. I just don't think it's now. I think that you're seeing some flashes, and you'll conti- continue to see those flashes, uh, but not enough. Not with enough consistency to win 11 or 12 games this year.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty impressed with what the Ravens have done, considering their like all the running backs they lost and the style that they want to play. You, you would think that that would have slowed them down more than it really has. So, kudos, yeah, kudos to them.
1: And, you know, Lamar Jackson played a tremendous second half against Kansas City. Yeah. Um, played lights And out. they're just so reliant on everything that he does. You know, it, it, it's all about the Lamar show when you watch them play. And It's a fun show. It is. It's, it's fun show. very entertaining.
0: It's some sweet unis on those guys still, too. Yeah. AFC South. A gross, gross division. Titans leading it at two and two after a gross loss at the Jets. Yeah, Texans one and three. Colts one and three. Jags zero and four. Not a lot good going on in this division. Still, the Colts are still in it. The Texans seem to be a train wreck now without Tyrod.
1: The Jaguars have lost nineteen in a row. <laughs> After their surprising Week One victory against the Colts last season, they reeled off 15 straight losses, and now four to start this season. Urban Meyer is playing the old stinky finger. Uh, in, can I say that on the, the air? Yeah. yeah, we can say that. We can
0: say whatever. The yeah. the best part about that, um, I don't know if you saw this part, but it's at his own bar, yeah. and there's a picture of him and his wife on the like behind the bar yeah. celebrating.
1: It's, it's pretty, rough.
0: Pretty romantic.
1: That's rough. I think uh, as the Colts get healthy, yes, uh, I think you're going to see a team that can absolutely compete for this division. I'm interested to see if they hang in long enough, keep Tennessee within shouting distance, yeah, and mean, then get Quentin Nelson back and you know start to get a little healthier version of Carson Wentz. The defense played pretty well last week. Uh, so I think you're going to see some positive, positive things coming out of uh, Indianapolis over the next few weeks.
0: And uh, this division is strange because all four teams have a negative point differential. Yeah, which you do not see very often. None of them are very good. <laughs> no, no, none of them are very good. Uh, it's just a, it's a been a bit of a train wreck. We'll we'll you know, we'll see how it sorts out. I think the Titans have a leg up. Obviously, they're a game ahead of everyone right now, but they have a leg up because they have this stabilitating, stabilitating, <laughs> stabilizing factor, which is Derrick Henry just running all over humans. Yeah. He's, he's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, if they can find a little more consistent, they they had massive injuries this week. It put them in a terrible situation against the Jets. That was a really bad spot for Tennessee. I don't think it's indicative of who they are as a team in general. Yeah,
0: and they let up some big plays on defense, which is not normal either. Yeah, I, I think Crowder that, with a or not wasn't Crowder. It was a Corey Davis with that long one. Yeah,
1: it was just off platform. Zach Wilson's like, go downfield. I'm gonna let it fly. Yeah.
0: Go to the I and turn around.
1: Yep. So, you know, there's a quick recap of what we're seeing so far, division by division. And, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how things shake out. What's your most intriguing storyline for you so far in the NFL season?
0: Uh, storyline?
1: I... Let's talk about, like, the MVP storyline. Who do, who do you see at the top of that race right now?
0: I think it's Kyler Murray. but I think Derrick Henry... If the team was 3-1, and one, not 2-2, two and two, would be right up there. Yeah. He's on pace to set, like, 50 records. Yeah. Not actually 50, but, like, four or five NFL right. records. Obviously, he has the extra game. But uh, as of right now, he's on pace to break the record for most carries in a season, most rushing yards for a season, and, I think, rushing touchdowns. It's insane. I know. And he's barely being talked about nationally because they're 2-2. Two and two.
1: Right. <laughs> He needs a primetime game where he dominates where he to uh, over people again. to really get people's attention. I think he Lamar... has it in two weeks, Monday
0: night against the Bills. Actually, yeah. Ugh.
1: I think Lamar Jackson deserves some some looks. Uh, there's talk yeah. about Justin Herbert. I don't think he's there yet. I think he's he's doing a nice job. He's continuing to get yeah. better, uh, but he's not there yet uh, at the MVP level level.
0: How about this for a storyline? Primetime games being amazing. Oh yeah, it's been insane.
1: Yeah, every almost everyone that you tune into, you can look forward to some kind of craziness.
0: And let's talk about the three games in the primetime slate this weekend. Thursday night, Rams at Seahawks. Yeah, fun game. Absolutely. Sunday night, Bills versus Chiefs. Absolutely. Monday night, Colts at Ravens.
1: Yeah. Come on,
0: what a great slate of games! Again, kudos to the NFL and uh, all those TV guys getting together and figuring this out.
1: So far. They've been pretty good so far. We'll we'll get some clunker here in a few weeks, I'm sure. But
0: yeah, there there always is a few, but it's been insane.
1: Absolutely. All right, what are we moving on to, Tom? Let's do
0: some NFL picks.
1: All right, I can make some picks.
0: So uh, I'm gonna go first because I'm a I, I love this one right away. It's I'm going with a team that's 0 4. Okay. Going with a team that's 0 4 to cover a spread that shouldn't be this big. Minnesota is minus nine hosting Detroit. Yeah. And I don't think Minnesota should be minus nine playing anybody. Right. So I'm taking Detroit plus the nine. All right. Give me the Lions.
1: I can get down with that. I like betting underdogs, which is contrary to what a lot of people do. So uh, a lot of people like to bet favorites. I'm going to go to Los Angeles, and I'm going to play the Cleveland Browns plus two against Los Angeles Chargers. And – you know, I'd play it on the money line too. Uh, Cleveland is the type of team that can give everyone struggles, and I don't know if any if they've seen if Los Angeles has seen a pass rusher like Miles Garrett. I think that this is an opportunity for Baker Mayfield to prove himself. I love the weapons that they have in Cleveland. I love the the two-headed monster in the running game.
0: So good last week.
1: And I think what the Chargers do best is defend the pass and get after the pass rush get after the quarterback with the pass rush. Yeah. So for me, I think the situation here uh Los Angeles coming off a short week, uh beating a division opponent on Monday Night Football and now Cleveland gets to go out to LA where there's no real home field advantage for doesn't, the Chargers. Doesn't
0: seem to be. They were
1: No. No,
0: the Raiders seem to have more fans almost. That yeah, nuts.
1: yeah. So to me, I think that uh, wrong teams favored here. I think Cleveland's a little bit better than Los Angeles. Still, when you look, uh, soup to nuts on that roster. I like it. Right. That,
0: that game is gonna be fun to watch. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, Dallas taking Dallas minus seven, hosting the Giants. This just seems like another one where um, the Cowboys seem to have everything going right. Uh, the Giants still wondering who's going to play wide receiver um, they've struggled against the Cowboys as of late um, even last year with without Dak there so um, yeah the Cowboys just seem to match up well I don't think the Giants can keep up with the score that the Cowboys are about to hang on that team yeah uh, that that's 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 the premise of my bet I think Dallas is going to be able to score 30 35 and I don't see the Giants being able to do that. Um, the secondary for the Cowboys has been much improved. And I think that's a big reason that they're winning some of these games late instead Micah of. Michael
1: Parsons is unreal at whatever they ask to him to do.
0: Parsons. Oh, so our defensive end's out. Do you want to just you, you want to just play D-end and just, you know, get a few sacks? Sure. I mean, who does that in the NFL?
1: Yeah, this the defensive player of the year, defensive rookie of the year, I think is pretty much yeah. a lock. It's it,
0: I mean, unbelievable. And, and some of those things might not even show up on stats when you look at it. But just to be able to step in and play starting DN when you've played linebacker like your whole life—that's crazy.
1: Trayvon Diggs with an interception in every game this year. He's got five interceptions on four, the season. Yeah, in
0: four games.
1: He's—he uh, looks unbelievable at, yeah. at jumping the ball, uh, which changes everything for an, uh, an offense. Yeah. You got Micah Parsons screaming off the edge at you. Leighton Vander Esch still has some game in there. Like yeah. th- this is a much much. Imp- uh, the Ode- o- Ode- there the the defensive yeah, yeah. lineman they drafted later on in the draft this guy is unbelievable he's he's yeah. he's in there creating pressure on almost every play and uh, they're relying on a couple of rookies man that team's going to be scary as they continue to develop
0: yeah i mean uh, if they stay healthy and together it might be a fun ride for a few seasons for them honestly
1: yeah all right uh my next selection i'm going to go to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London England And I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons minus three against the New York Jets. The Jets got their win last week against a Tennessee team that was ripe to be had. Atlanta has given up a million points this season, but I think they are going to score plenty this week. I think that Atlanta has plenty of offensive firepower and will do enough on the defensive side of the ball to create some pressure on Zach Wilson. I think he will still uh, be risky in turning the ball over. So give me the Falcons minus the three. Uh, If it crosses three to three and a half, I may not play it, but I do like it at minus three.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, I saw the same thing. I saw that game and was considering taking it, but I – the England thing makes me nervous and weird things happen in those games occasionally. So but
1: doesn't it feel like the jets are getting overvalued now because of that win against Tennessee, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of flash and excitement about Zach Wilson and what he did there. But look at what he's done overall. He's one of the worst rated quarterbacks in the NFL. He's a rookie Yeah. and he's going to make rookie mistakes Give me Matt Ryan and the, the weapons that he has over Zach Wilson and the weapons that he has.
0: And I feel Atlanta has kind of figured something out with Cordero Patterson. The yeah. way they used him last week is insane. Like The, the amount right. of touches he gets, not a lot. He doesn't play a lot of snaps, but they give him the ball in a lot of interesting ways and just use his explosiveness. Um, my next pick is going to be Tennessee, minus 4.5 at Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is not very good. I think Tennessee is one of those teams that they're so steady Eddie In a game against uh, a bad team. They're going to do well. These are the kind of teams that Tennessee likes to beat up on. And there seems to be a lot of nonsense going in in Jacksonville. And normally you would think, well, maybe they'll unite. It seems like they're not a big fan of their coach. He had to have two meetings with them in the last few days. Some, some speculation that they're, kind of lost respect for him. I mean, he didn't travel back with the team. Just throw out all the nonsense with the young lady at the bar. I don't really even care about that if I'm I'm one of these guys. But the fact that the rest of the team traveled home and he didn't he didn't he Yeah, he said back. he
1: needed a few days to recharge.
0: Yes. Th- 4 weeks into a 7 or an 18 week season by the right. way. Uh, so I I just think it's a bad look. And I don't. I, I think they're going to end up quitting on him. And I think Tennessee is going to be the first glimpse of that. I, I mean, whatever Derrick Henry's over under in rushing yards go way over.
1: Yeah, I like that because he's my workhorse in one of my fantasy leagues. So <laughs> um, I like the pick. I mean, I, that's the way I would lean on it as well for sure. Um, my final pick here for uh, before we get to money line sprinkles here is uh, the last one that Vegas... might be
0: trademarked. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> The the Las Vegas Raiders uh, against the Chicago Bears, I'm going to take the Raiders minus five and a half here. Uh, Justin Fields is starting on the road for the Bears, and they currently have a positive turnover uh, rate at plus 0.5 per game. I expect some regression there. I like the pass rush that the Raiders have generated this season. I know they're a little bit banged up in the secondary, but I don't think that Justin Fields is equipped to manage that or take advantage of that quite yet. I I really like what uh, the Raiders offense has been able to do this year. And if they can protect the passer, um, maybe get a little bit of health and get a little bit healthier over on the offensive line over the course of this week. Um, I think that you're, you're in for a game where Raiders coming off a loss bears coming off a, a victory last week, you know, give me this situation, the Raiders, Let's cover the five and a half. Win the game comfortably. Um, and, my... and and the Death Star is going to be sick. It's going to be, yeah. you know, the, the environment there is so wild. I it's I I love it. Yeah. It's tough to play in already.
0: My money line play is a lame one. It's, it's barely over, but Washington plus one ten hosting the New Orleans Saints. There's one thing we can count on: is if you get pressure on Jameis, he's going to throw it up. Yeah, And Washington's going to get pressure a lot. I hate what New Orleans is doing with their offense right now. They're so bad. Yeah. they're. I mean, even the wins, their offensive stats have been miserable. Uh, Kamara's not getting enough catches of the football. They're just hammering him straight into the line for nothing. Uh, I am not a fan of what they're doing on offense. And Tyler Heineke's not great, but he's a scrapper, and he makes a lot of plays. He will turn the ball over if you give him the chance. Right. Um, but I like Washington at home. They're a two-point underdog at home. So take take the plus money and money line here.
1: All right. I am going to go uh, here with an NFC East team to upset an opponent on the road. Uh, give me the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, plus 165 at Carolina. I think that uh, Carolina is very good. right? They're, they're, they're much improved. Uh, but they still have some secondary issues right now. I'm not sure that Gilmore is going to be ready to go right away. Um, C.J. Henderson is not able to plug in for J.C. Horn right away and, and really be super effective. And Jalen Hurts is doing a lot on the offensive side of the ball. He's, he, he's becoming a passer. Uh, that offense looks a lot better than I expected it to. And defensively, I think that they can get after the passer. Um, I was not impressed with Carolina's performance without McCaffrey last week. And I think that you're going to see a similar style game to what you saw last week where the Eagles are going to score plenty of points and Carolina might get into chase mode. So I'm going to take the Eagles here. I think that they've got enough to win this game, Uh, plus 165 on Philadelphia.
0: All right. That's
1: going to wrap it tonight, right, Tom? That is it. We've got some good picks out there. Let's give a quick recap of our selections uh, for this week. On the college side, I have UMass plus three and a half over UConn. Georgia Tech minus four over Duke. And Tennessee minus ten and a half over South Carolina. Who do you have, Tom?
0: Yes, I have Stanford plus 13 at Arizona State. I have USC minus three over Utah. And I have West Virginia plus three at Baylor.
1: We have a consensus selection of the Steelers minus one.
0: We didn't even give that one out. We almost We almost whiffed on that.
1: Yeah. It's a good thing I happen to see this down here. Yeah, I didn't bury the lead on that one. We like the Steelers together, <laughs> minus one, uh, this week. You know, when when uh, when I look at this, I see a Steelers defense that is very much an elite defense. Yes, right. And you've got potentially Drew Locke coming in to start at quarterback for Denver, a still overvalued Denver team. Yes, On a neutral field, these two teams, there is no way, there's no way that I would have this game with Denver being the better football team. None. Agreed. And, and right now they've got Denver's the better football team based on this line at plus one. And I just do not see it. I mean, Pittsburgh gets three points, I would say, for home field advantage because Heinz Field is a very tough place to play. Absolutely. They've got Denver's two points better than Pittsburgh. This line is off. And I am all over it.
0: A couple other things I like about this uh, setup is Denver coming all the way to the East Coast at a one o'clock early start in Pittsburgh, and don't bet against Mike Tomlin. A game they have to have. That's another rule yeah. of thumb. Mike Tomlin is one hell of a football coach. Sometimes I don't think he gets enough credit for it. Sometimes probably too much, but really good football coach. He knows everyone else in the Division three and one. We can't lose any more ground we got to start right now you got a chance with a team with a backup quarterback coming to play they're not i don't think they're gonna let this opportunity slide by them
1: yeah i i love this situation for pittsburgh it's my favorite play of the week and it's not really close uh so put it on the steelers minus one this week guys um and then uh our other selections here on the nfl side i have browns plus two um over the chargers i have atlanta minus three in london against the jets and i have the raiders minus five and a half against the chicago bears
0: i have detroit plus nine at minnesota i have the cowboys minus seven at home against the giants i have tennessee minus four and a half at jacksonville and my money line play is washington plus 110 hosting the new orleans
1: saints all right, that'll do it for this week. We'll be back to recap our performance. Uh there'll be maybe some UFC talk next week yeah, or a oh, couple weeks. We've we gotta, got
0: We might be doing the hockey next week cuz the UFC still
1: That's possible. Yeah, wolf. It'll be a little surprise. Yeah, we we'll gotta, we'll figure we'll it out. We'll pull something together. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to uh next week and uh recapping this. Let's make some money. Yeah. See ya.